I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Jennifer Kayla Ruskin Podcast. I'm passionate about helping you create the relationship and sex life of your dreams. Welcome to conversations about open relationships, online dating, and conscious uncoupling. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have Jojo Siemens on. Now, Jojo and I just finished a relationship and sex coaching program together, and she's one of the kindest souls I have ever met. Um, and I'm really excited to have her on. I got to meet her in person in Austin, and we were doing this meditation type exercise. And I remember when she touched me, she kind of like put me into this sleepy trance and all of a sudden my body just completely relaxed into her care. And she just, she's really magical. So I'm going to read her bio. Jojo is a Reiki master, energy worker, sound healer, and spiritual women's embodiment coach. She says for fun, she loves to be out in nature and build community who thrives in all things taboo. Food is a primary love language of hers. And a fun fact, she was once married to a man and now soon to be married to a woman. And I know that they're working on baby things. So I'm so excited to have Jojo on. And in this month, we've been talking about conscious uncoupling. So I'd love to have Jojo talk to us a little bit today about maybe some divorce, religion, same-sex relationships, difficult family dynamics. Um, she's got a lot for us to learn about, and I can't wait to introduce her and have her on. So here we go. Jojo, I am so glad to have you on my show. Thank you for joining us. Would you tell everybody a little bit about you? They don't know you yet, so elaborate, please. Yes. Hello, everyone. I am Jojo. My pronouns are she, her. I am currently in a lesbian relationship, formerly married to a man. And really just, you know, they say like getting into your 30s, you start to really discover who you are and what it is you want. And so I am just on a journey of self-discovery and being able to break down everything that society has taught me and just really be able to hear inside, okay, this is what I was taught and what, what really resonates and what am I willing to let go of? And so that has just been my true north of what I've dedicated my life and work to. So I've really come back into like full circle completion of helping women through sex, love, and relationship coaching, but really um, being intimate with themselves and being able to call like all aspects of ourselves home. So again, just any of those parts that we've just deemed um, not worthy or just parts of ourselves that everyone's told us are too much. Uh, those are the versions that I'm calling women back into, into that, that wholeness, that shapeshifter woman that is able to show up fully as herself and be honored and held in that light. And so again, that's just my whole journey has drawn me into this work of just following my intuition, 
going through yoga teacher training, getting my nutrition degree, going further into getting, you know, more education when it comes to sex, love, and relationships, and then also just energy work. Energy work has been something that's helped me shown up in, in a server and teacher role, but also as a student to just come and to learn and to be just so curious. And so that's who I am in a little <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> I love that. It sounds like a windy journey, but it all sounds very intentional where like one piece built onto the next piece, it built on the next. So talk to me about, you know, younger version of Jojo. Were you raised in a super religious household? Was there like a lot of unwinding that you had to do in your twenties? And you said 30, are you 30 now? 30 mm -hmm. ish. Okay. Um, Take us through a little bit of that and how you're able maybe to use that with clients today. So, you know, we always start our story at a different point in a timeline, um, but I'll take it back to, like you said, childhood. My parents divorced really young. My parents were also like children having children. So mm. I'm, you know, born and raised in Salt Lake City, Utah. Everyone always asks, were you LDS? And I was not, my dad's side was, but my mom's side was very heavily Catholic. Um, and I say Catholic with quotations because all of it was just very confusing. <laughs> you know, it was like, I'm very appreciative and grateful of like, of the, um, the education I was given and afforded through my family. And so that, that took me through Catholic school. And so a lot of, a lot of my conditioning and sheltering felt mm -hmm. like it came more from Catholic school than really family, but family dynamics were just confusing and very uh, very unstable environments. Like my my mom and her husband at the time were both alcoholics. And so I was like raising my younger sister, kid being a kid, um, or kid not being a kid. Mm. <laughs> um, so it's just interesting because I feel like through my spiritual journey, I've been able to like hold so much compassion for my parents mm -hmm. in where they've been. And even as you know, we get into, and when I say we, my partner and I, Michelle, as we get into building a family, you know, we're really able to say, oh, like these things that we've been given, that we've been kind of put up against, like what are we willing to to shift and change for? For ourselves and our future children so um yeah so family family was really interesting and i was very i was raised very codependently with my mom mm -hmm. and so um i was always always though like young jojo she was always so like just a go-getter and she still is <laughs> she wants to do all the things like do not do not tell her no she'll figure out how to do a yes 
Um, but I was just always like, I knew there was better and I still feel that way. Like, it's just a deep soul yearning of like, there is so much more, so much better. And when I say more, it's really like experience. It's not, um, materialistic. Like it's very, um, yeah, it's just very like that deep, like, Ooh, what's this experience that I'm calling in? And so, um, I, and again, you know, I look back at my life and growing up, I never had other than like Disney movies <laughs> telling me you want to find your Prince Charming and, and get married. I didn't really have anyone in relationship that I was like, that's what I desire. That's what I'm going for. And so when I had met my ex-husband at the time, I kind of just fell head over hills and we were both so young and just, we thought we knew what we wanted and we went for it and we did it. Like we bought the house, we got married and I was 19. So I was very, very young. Um, and I still, you know, I look back to that relationship and so much of it was you know, other than alcohol and substance abuse being involved and other than us both just like growing apart from one another, you know, there was a deep desire again for me, the more I would just remember like waking up and being like, there's gotta be more, like there's gotta be more to relationships. And again, the substance abuse, it was like, we were only having drunk sex and that felt so, um, you know, when we talk about, again, felt sense of energy, it just felt so icky to me. And I didn't know how to like verbalize that at the time. And so, you know, fast forward, he and I ended up deciding to amicably split up. And that was hard because we both loved one another. But also, again, like there was just like, we're not healthy for each other. We got to figure something else out here. So we then split up and I, I dated around for a while. Um, and I was not having the best of luck. (laughs) I was, and I was very, I, I was right in that age range where I had never done like the app dating before. And I was very resistant. I remember that when I was almost 30 and I was like, what is this online dating thing? It's so weird. Yes. And then you grow to kind of like it, but. Yes. And then my friends made me a Bumble account that I had for like 24 hours. I think (laughs) it was, it was so overwhelming to me. I was like, Woo, like there I'm this is too much too many people too many connections it was like too many energy exchanges yes. and and pretty like superficial and for me it was just like you know and I wasn't even like super super on my spiritual journey at that point in time but I knew something about myself of just like this feels a little out of alignment mm-hmm. or again just overwhelming and I don't I definitely don't think it has to be that way now, especially going in with intention and knowing what you're looking for, you know. Um, but as soon as I had met Michelle, it was kind of another moment of, holy shit, so much of my life makes a little bit more sense. Because mm. because of the religious upbringing, I think I... 
I never allowed myself the fluidity to even ask myself, what is my sexuality and what does exploring that look like? Um, and then also it was so different for me to be seen by a woman. It was so, um, and I still talk to Michelle about this because this is, I think, the moment when I fell in love with her. But it was, it was just the mere reflection of her seeing me completely, which sounds maybe a little jaded, but it really, like, you know, to be seen, of course, by a man. Again, I would, I would consider myself a little bit more like bisexual. I'm pretty fluid, um, but I. I just, you know, to be seen by a man, of course, as a masculine, to be witnessed by that, that's so big. But for a woman that feels like she's been pitted up against women her whole life, or she couldn't trust women, mm -hmm. it really felt like this first just instinct of locking eyes and that deep soul connection of just like, holy shit, I am fully seen. And I... Again, I really think I like fell in love with her then. <laughs> um, she was just so kind and compassionate and willing to hold me. And there was a lot of vulnerability and transparency that needed to be there because I had only been with men. Mm -hmm. And so her and I had both come out of longer lasting relationships and had both come together. And we were like, we do not want to waste one another's time. So we came into that of like, we're not wasting one another's time. If at any point this isn't in alignment, let's just speak to it. Mm -hmm. And so we have kept that commitment and promise to each other. And even in bringing stuff up where, you know, I've, there's been instances where I'm like so curious about an open relationship and she's very hardwired for monogamy. And so there's a lot of like, and I say fun and juicy right now, but in times they've really felt like, like the depth of uh, despair because it's, you know, truth and transparency isn't always easy. And there's a lot of fear that you get to face in speaking your truth and what you want and what you desire as an individual, because that can be so different than your counterpart or your partner that you even choose with. We're evolutionary beings, so we're constantly changing. So how can you allow your partner and yourself to evolve continuously and hold space for one another? So I feel really, really lucky for finding Michelle. <laughs> and we're coming up on seven, seven years together. So that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm glad you found her too. So you glossed over a couple things and I want to kind of go back and, and address some of them. Yes. So broad perspective, what I've found is people are terrified to step into something different. And that a lot of times keeps them in relationship well past the expiration date. Um, I have several people in my world right now in that transition and Watching them release the partner that they've loved for 20 plus years, 20, 30 years, 
is really painful. It's painful to watch as well. It's painful, I'm sure, for them to experience, and it's painful to watch. And what I witness is this reluctance and inability to release. It's that I will never find anyone else. It's I'm terrified of having to figure out dating. It's going to be so awful. Or it's fear around, I've only been with this partner for decades sexually. And now that terrifies me to think of having to be sexually open with other people. There's a lot. I can think of a handful right now of people that either just got divorced from someone they had been married to at least 20 years or are going through the transition right this moment. And so what I loved about your story, which is pretty similar to my story and all the friends that I had when I was in my 20s, is you you got towards the end of that decade and you said, I don't want this anymore. It's unhealthy or it doesn't serve me or him anymore. And I think when you, if you allow yourself to kind of do a decade review at the end of every decade and say, or five years even, that's probably more healthy. Don't let things last five years past the expiration date. You're not going to eat food five years past the expiration date. Why do we let our relationships go that long and have a, have a review and say, have I created what I wanted to create? Am I the human that I want to be? Am I stepping into my higher purpose with this human that I'm co-creating life with? And if your answers to those are no, or I'm in an abusive, toxic relationship, or the two of us have co-created an abusive, toxic environment like you and your ex did, then you get to change the story, right? And you can go down several pathways. You can go to couples counseling and go to therapy and hire a coach. You can choose to keep the relationship the way that it is and just be toxic forever. And this is the way it will always be. Or you can decide to move on. And I loved the part that you said, we really loved each other. And it was really difficult and sad to end it, but we did it. And you didn't mention anything how he's doing these days, but I'm assuming that he's probably found someone else and he's living a happy life and he's living a life on a different trajectory than he would have with you. But if I look at my first husband and now second husband who I have released, I can say both of them are happy. Both of them have partners that fill them up and make them just their hearts are on fire. And it's a different trajectory than they would have been on with me. And it's okay. And it's beautiful. And you and I have vibrant, alive, happy, sexually fulfilled relationships with our people, with our partners that we have. And we never could have co-created all of this, even with our exes, if everyone had that tight grip right? And instead, we all have just kind of parted and said, I love you. I love you so much. I'm willing to let you go. And I think sometimes they'll find their way back. Like I just wrote a blog post yesterday or the day before about my ex, Derek. And I said, it's been a little over a year now since we've been divorced and I've given him space and he's still plugged in and been involved with the boys. And I said, sometimes when you let them go, they'll find their way back to you and it might look different. So instead of us being married or being sexual, he's back in our lives again, co-coaching my kid's baseball team. 
He has helped stood up, you know, to help with that. And so can you speak a little bit more to like the feeling and the energy of releasing and maybe the power behind it and what it's helped for you to create in your life right now? Yeah. So, and I'm going to speak to this on a very like a uh, general term and I'm hoping it doesn't um, come off as like, this is easy right. because <clears throat> it's definitely not. Again, when I talk about humans being silical beings, um, you know, that fear you spoke of or that, that tight grasp, it's because you know, even though things are constantly changing, we kind of have this desire to keep things as is. Mm -hmm. And or just like that instantaneous, it's better um, or better than <laughs> than what I'm what I'm at. And I think um, what I've really learned on my journey is it's about sitting with what is. So if you're in fear, face the fear, be with the fear. If you're angry, be mad. Because for me, I think it was just so long I was taught to repress that when I spoke to that like too muchness, that was very much something I was given as a kid. Like you're you're too much, you're too loud. Mm -hmm. Um I always would like, I was very, uh, and I still am very like willing to be like the actor or actress of every moment. And it's because there's such beauty in being able to play it out in the now. And so I like really see it as a gift because when we release, it feels like this this catapult into what can be and it's the fear it really feels like in an energetic sense that fear really disables and puts us in a space of you know we talk about restriction but it's it's blunted energy it's energy you know when we t speak of energy we want energy to be fluid you know we want it to flow but when we're constantly in this like control, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And so it's like, we're grasping at things that we can't control. And so I guess for me, and it, this still comes up, right? There's still stuff where I'm just like, wow, I really get to embrace this change that's coming up for me, even if, ooh, it's discomfort or I don't, or I'm sad or if I'm really sad about it, but it's, Again, it's always like, I think the proof is in the pudding of like actually showing up in that because then you're able to experience it and embody it and actually feel it for you. And I think just like remind ourselves like that we're safe and that we get to make these decisions if they're going to support us. And even like you're saying with your, you know, your ex-husbands or even if we're setting boundaries, it's like, it's a healthy thing, not just for you, but for this other person on the other side. It's such a beautiful gift to not just gift to yourself, but to gift to the person that you're placing the boundary or you're saying, hey, I'm I'm reading into this as like, this isn't, this isn't honoring me and what I want or you and what you want or together. And so it feels like that moment 
of everyone tells you you need to compromise and I disagree because why do we have to compromise like I think it's about coming back to this space of being able to say it's okay to long and desire something different than my my partner my my child or however this relationship dynamic is playing out but it's the the human instinct of just wanting to be seen heard and valued of just tell me and it's not even tell me but just hold space for me while i walk my journey and so too even working with people it's holding space for them to feel rather than just release because there's a lot of talk about release so just release just like go and i think it's like honoring the cycles and the seasons of what you're in and being able to discern am i really ready to release this or you know what's coming up for me and i love that about coaches and our friends that they're kind of they're there to point out our blind spots for us for sure hey there did you know that i do online coaching yes i do online coaching in the sex and relationship space some of the topics that are near and dear to my heart are open relationships so that includes polyamory swinging or what we call the lifestyle I also love conversations around online dating. We're talking Bumble, Tinder, Field, and more. And then the last thing that is really passionate and close to my heart is conscious uncoupling. That means we get to break up with people with love and respect, with dignity and hope. We get to create a life for our children that gets to be a little bit different. We can do things better than we have in the past. So if any of these topics sound interesting to you and you'd love to get some coaching from me, check out the link in the show notes or the link in my bio for more information on coaching with Jen. Okay, I'm getting a super hard hit that we need to have you lead us through some sort of meditation that allows us to feel into our body all the feelings and maybe help guide into the releasing of them. Mm. Um, I keep seeing it in my head and I have the last 10 minutes that you've been talking. So I feel like it has to be included in this podcast. Would you be willing to do a guided meditation for us to close us out? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I got 10 minutes. Sure. <laughs> She's like, sure. I'll, I'll try to keep it under. Um, and really you know, I want to put some disclaimers to this because a lot can come up. And so please um, reach out to either me or Jen if something comes up that's tender for you and you just, you desire some space holding. Um, because if this is something that's new for you, just be welcome and open to what you can experience on your own. It feels very much like the inner child imagination meeting your heart space. And so there can be just like so much stored there. So um, yeah, please reach out if something comes up for you. But if you are in your car, maybe don't close your eyes. <laughs> 
But if you're at home and you can get somewhere comfy or if you need to pause this before you get a blankie and some tea or just anything that's going to make your experience a 10. And then we'll start to close our eyes. And maybe just begin to kind of notice the room and just the felt energy of where you're at. And so this is exterior of your body, but you can start to tune into your breath in and out of your nose. Staying with those inhales and exhales as they ebb and flow. Maybe feeling the expansion and tracing with your mind's eye where your breath is traveling to. So where is your breath traveling to? Is it shallow in your chest? Can you guide it deep into your belly? Anyone that's disconnected from their body, if it feels good to you, you can place, you know, a hand on your heart, a hand on your belly. If you're more of that shallow chest breather and you want to bring your belly lower and deeper to your belly, I offer you your hands to your belly. And connecting to your breath connecting to your body, this life force energy that we've each been given. This tool that works on its own without even needing to really guide it or pay attention to it. And tapping into that imagination painting a little infinity sign with your inhale and exhale. And that cross of that infinity sign is that pause between breath. And that's that sacred pause where we connect deeply to ourselves, where we can tap into our intuition and just even ask ourselves each day, where am I? Where's my energy? How does my body feel? And if you're getting caught up in your head, try to just focus on that breath and guide it into the body. And if you're pretty present with the body and the breath, just stay there and let it stay sensational and then start to connect to what sensation is just present right now for you? Maybe a specific body organ or space of your body is kind of pointed out in your mind's eye. Maybe you can feel or connect to a space that your body's intelligence is trying to connect you to.
And oftentimes as humans, we want to fix. And this isn't about fixing or judging. So we don't come into this space to critique. You kind of come in and we get to be detectives. You get to kind of, you know, ask and discover, get curious. But again, we're not criticizing or judging. And we're being with the information that we're being given. When I say be, I want you to feel. So you can attach this to an emotion, a feeling, a sensation, but start to gain some clarity as you connect to your breath. as you connect to the space within your body. Just holding that space for yourself to witness. And with energy and spirituality, you know, everything's made up of energy. And so we can even call upon healing energy to come to this space that we're sitting with. So you don't have to travel anywhere and this can be just like a little worded prayer or just a manifestation or intention out to the universe of hold space for me. Love me, see me, hold me in this what I am going through, what is present for me. And so more than just releasing, we're really just coming and holding space. And sometimes these are only times of connecting inward. But we build and work this muscle, this meditation muscle our imaginations, our felt intuitions, guiding that earth energy up and through our bodies. And again, we're just calling all these aspects home, all these spaces where we're saying you're too much or a little less, can you just call them forward? and call it into oneness within your being. And the hope is as you sit with what is, that whether we're releasing it or just sitting with it, that we're able to be with it, that we're not in that change or that constriction, that we create that flow And you can even transform, be the alchemist, be the one that gets to change, change what it is into what you want it to be, be that creator. And allowing each of your cells in your body to wake up to that felt sensation of what does this feel like to transform this feeling, this limit, this boundary, 
What does it feel on the other side after sitting with it, after it starts to get less? Take a few deep breaths to let that cellular structure kind of melt into your body. Feeling those cells start to aliven. We're at that tail end of winter, so just calling in that sunlight, that sunshine, that vitamin D, that sliver of light in the shadows, in the dark. Intentionally turning on that light and turning up your soul's vibrancy for your highest good. Deep breath in, deep breath out. Doing two more just to seal this energy in your field. And on that last breath, just being really kind and gentle with yourself. Maybe stretching your jaw or wiggling your shoulders or just inviting movement back into your body. Maybe opening your eyes, adjusting to the light. That was so beautiful. Thank Aww. you. Thank you. Thanks for letting me guide that. It's always, it's so funny. Everyone's always like, thank you for that. And I'm like, no, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> I think how often we move throughout our day and we're not mindful in any way of, um, we're not mindful of our feelings at all. Yeah. 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 It's so, um, it's so important. And I felt like that, you know, that was the first part of my spiritual journey was yoga, but it was the, the breath and body connection. There was so much, uh, disassociation for me as a woman, as, um, even my inner child protected myself from, being in tune and just, and so I, I think in yoga teacher training, I cried every single session. Like, <laughs> it there very, it is again, I'm feeling. <laughs> it was a very emotional journal, uh, journey for me, but also just so heavily impactful because you're right. Like we do, we go, we go, we do, we do. And it's like, you know, how often that breath to just connect to your breath that inhale and exhale and like you don't have to think about it yeah and that is like so freaking um mind-blowing and exciting to me because it's a tool that we all have to work with and I think my favorite thing work breakdown of breath work is it's work like we're showing up and we're doing mm. 
work with our breath in order to to make and create those changes that we're calling in so true Mm. Ah. well this feels like a natural stop in the podcast thank you for everything that you've shared today I feel I feel like our listeners can leave this episode feeling more empowered that they have they are in charge of the action. They are in charge of the change. They are in charge of making their life into whatever they want it to be. So thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for Mm. doing that really beautiful meditation that reminds us to feel the feelings in our body. And for those listening that want more Jojo, where can they find you? What are you up to? So you can find me on Instagram at Jojo Siemens. And, um, what I am up to, I've got one-on-one coaching mentorships available. I do energy sessions and teach yoga. So there's a lot that's being updated on my link tree. So you can be able to look me up over there. Awesome. Awesome. So I'll make sure and put the link to your link tree in the notes below, as well as your Instagram. You guys make sure that you go find and follow Jojo. She has some really beautiful content that she puts out there. And of course, reach out to her if you have any questions or want to do some sessions with her. Thank you, Jojo. Have an amazing day. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Jen. Such a pleasure to be here. (laughs) Bye.